0: for the all-important and there we go boom bam everything is working out already that's a great way to start your morning right good morning everyone this is carol so aka nonny boss live from a dealership what am i getting actually not getting anything at the moment just getting servicing but yeah the podcast kind of travels where we go but good morning everyone i'm with two
1: sisters hey good morning everyone my name is janice aka wellness diva 5.0 steeled, still dealing with my green screen thingy. I can't figure it out. So if anybody knows um, how to reconfigure what I can do to make this right, that'd be great. Otherwise I'm just gonna take it down for this afternoon. But it any- doesn't
0: look that out. Yes, it doesn't look that bad. Oh, I mean, I <laughs> okay. understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying on the, it reminds me kind of like the doorbell ringing do that you know. yeah ring central yeah, but it's, it's not bad like that so i think it still looks great let's ask our guest
1: who's been on before paul what do you think of the background it, it, does it look it looks,
2: it looks good it looks like you're at the doctor's office
1: oh okay <laughs> i Love wish it. i had that you look like you're in the waiting process. room <laughs> well that's good <laughs> i i might put the the flowers that ryan gave me over there but anyways enough of my Ooh. issues right let's move right along today is Wealth one this wednesday <laughs> so much to so much goodness to share and if you watched or um listened to the podcast and i want to say it was february 10th but it was back a few months ago when paul was on he ha- oh my gosh such an amazing story so paul welcome back again we are so excited to have you on <laughs> And if you would just kind of give us um, our viewers or listeners that may be watching this, just a brief summary of why you're where you are now, like your story from when, when it started to where you are now, just to kind of bring everybody up to speed.
2: Okay, great. Well, um, to the viewers that don't remember me or, or forgot about me, but uh, I was born with uh, something called cerebral palsy. And if your viewers don't know what that is, it's lack of oxygen to the brain at birth. And as a result of this lack of oxygen to the brain, it can lead to one side of the body paralyzed. And this is permanent, it doesn't go away. And when I was born, I wasn't moving the right side of my body very much. So my mother was very concerned. So she took me to get some tests done and, and it was back diagnosed that I had cerebral palsy. And the doctors at that point thought it was so severe that I would never be able to walk. And at some certain point, I should get ready to be in a wheelchair because that was going to be my life going forward. Well, thank goodness for a great mom. That wasn't my, my story, so to speak. She got other opinions, finally found a physician that was willing to help. And with, with the physician's help, I was able to walk at age three. And then from there, um, I I went through a lot of struggles, you know, early in my life, I wasn't able to run very much. And I remember, you know, standing around at soccer uh, saying to myself, I don't want to play soccer anymore. Telling my mom, I don't want to play soccer anymore because all I'm doing is standing there. And my mom telling me that's fine. You don't have to play soccer anymore, but we have to honor our commitments. You have to finish out the soccer season. If you don't want to play soccer anymore, that's your prerogative. So she set the tone of my life, you know, things are going to be tough, but we got it. We got to do what we got to do and we don't have any excuses. We just got to go for it. And that's the, been the mantra of my life going forward. I was bullied and teased in school quite a bit in middle school because I, I walk with a little bit of limp and I held my right arm differently. And I remember um, really just crying myself to sleep going, why me? Why do I have to be different? Why can't I just fit in with the other kids? And on top of this, when this was going down, uh, I was raised Catholic. So my mom wanted me to go to Catholic high school. So I had to take assessment tests to see where I was at academically. And I must have bombed the test because when I met with the principal and mom, the principal tells us that we're going to put Paul at the lowest level possible. And I don't expect much from him. He doesn't seem like he's college material after one test. So I had this going after me. I'm bullying and teased in school. I, I, am crying myself to sleep and I don't know what came over me, but midway through eighth grade, I was so sick of, of feeling these, the, this pain of anger and sadness all the time. Deep down, I knew that wasn't my, my go-to emotions. And I thought to myself, what could I do to change this? What could I do to distract me from these, these feelings? And I thought, what if I set a goal for myself and, and go after the goal and kind of ignore the noise that I was feeling outside of this? And at the time, I loved baseball. So I said, what if I try to make my varsity baseball team? So from then on, I played fall ball, winter ball, spring ball. And if I wasn't doing that, I was throwing a tennis ball against the wall. And I was doing this constantly. And the great thing about going after this goal, and I know this now, I didn't know this at the time, but I was changing my energy. I was sending a different energy out to these kids. I had my shoulders back, my head up. I had more confidence with myself. And as a result of this new energy shift that I was sending out to these kids, they were sending a different energy back towards me. In other words, instead of bullying and teasing me, they started rooting for me. So my middle school to junior high career to my high school was much different, all because of my energy shift. And I was able to make my varsity baseball team, which was an awesome feat. And then I graduated high school. And I started to really think about what that principal said to me years earlier about not being college material. And I thought, well, geez, I just made this great goal uh, of making my varsity baseball team. Somebody with cerebral palsy, making a baseball team at the time, I thought it was impossible for somebody that had cerebral palsy to make this team. And I was able to do it. And I thought, well, why can't I set another goal for myself to say that I am college material? So I said, okay, So I enrolled into a junior college because that was the only place that would accept me because in in high school, all I did was enough to stay eligible to play baseball. I kind of mailed it in because I thought I had that thought in my head. Well, I'm not college material. Why waste time? I just do enough to to make the team. So that's what I did. So I didn't have good grades. So I had to enroll in a junior college college. And I got myself a regular tutor, a math tutor, went to the math lab. I did everything necessary to increase my grade point average. And with, with doing all that hard work, I was able to raise my grade point average to 3.5. And I was able to transfer to a four-year university where I was able to graduate. And I remember wanting to go back to that principal and, and say, see, see, you were wrong. I am college material. I, I, I was able to graduate. But in the end, I, I thought, well, you know what? Uh, I should probably thank her for 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 dangling that Karen in front of me because I don't know if I would have hit the books as hard as I did if I didn't have her uh, telling me that I wasn't college material so uh, I thank her and I moved on I'm sorry did you have something to say
1: well I get the chills every when we initially met you and then the first podcast and I'm getting the chills again because it just reminds me of that the energy it's almost like purposely all these things were against all odds but you said something very key there you've changed your energy and although I would have loved to go back to that principle and say hey you know (laughs) you know the fact that you said you know maybe I should thank them like that speaks volumes
0: Yeah, and and not only does it speak volumes, it really shows you the aspect of of really changing that mindset that, you know, when we go through these tumultuous times of, you know, like uncertainty, second guessing who we are, what we can achieve in life, um, people are put, I always firmly believe that incidences are you know, they're not by chance. Uh, people don't enter our world just for the heck of it, right? I think everything is, if when you look at life through a more purposeful feeling, and I truly believe that people are placed in our life for part of the journey. You know, you, at that time, that is what you needed to embrace. You needed to feel, you know, feel what you were feeling at that moment and knowing that you. You were meant to be more. you And I think we all are. And I think so many times while, you know, the human nature side of us would like to like, hey, told you so, and, or maybe a few choice words. And there, I guess there's an appropriate time for that as well. The fact that you just embraced it and said, okay, that's my challenge. I'm going to prove to myself. And you didn't, I love the fact that you didn't really say, I'm going to prove a point to her per se. It was a more... About embracing where you were physically and mentally, and saying, "You know what? I've got to change my energy," because at the end of the day, you know, I don't think we should achieve our goals specifically for any one person but ourselves. The other people out there are actually the tools that either ignite that fire, ignite that passion, and/or put it is a really kind of like a like a boomerang. To 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 really push our journey in another direction, where it may not have been well received if it was by somebody that we really knew or really cared about. Not that you don't care about this principle, but the fact being that she you entered your life in such a such a really a, a pivotal moment, and I think uh, you should be commended for that. And I think that's the true message to everyone out there: that mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, don't don't shoot the messenger because the message may be something that you need to hear, whether it inspires you, whether it changes that direction of your path or your journey or, and brings you to a new journey.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with it. And, it was, and it's all about the journey more than the goal itself. Because if I didn't make the baseball team, that wouldn't have been the end of the world. But what happened through the journey of going after baseball, I was able to change the energy. And that right there was the win that was it right there. It's, it's that journey path. I think that in, in life, we, we're so worried about the result. We don't care about the journey, but in a lot of times the journey is where we, we learn our lessons is going through that path. And a lot of people, when they go through their journey and they hit their goal, they're not happy, You know, whether they become CEO or whatever that, that, that goal path is. Because they just bull through all those years to get to that point. And then they look back and they go, "Wow, what the happened to the last 10 years of my life? What did I do?" And they're like, "Well, I really didn't do anything because all I was laser focused on one goal. I really didn't enjoy my life. And I feel like we need to enjoy that journey, We enjoy that struggle uh, and, and say to ourselves, why are we doing what we're doing? I, I, if we're not enjoying it, why are we doing it? Is that end goal worth bodozing your your life for doing? I I, you know, I use this analogy a lot because I think it's it's important. When you know you have a child and they're building Legos, the most fun they're having is when they're actually building Legos. Yeah, they may have fun when they when they're done and they show their parents what they built. They probably have fun there. But when they're really having the most joy is when they're in the moment building Legos, and I think that's important in life that we enjoy the journey of where we're going because a lot of times that's way more important than the end result of the goal.
1: That is and so, yeah. Ahead, that, is, that is so true, and it makes me think of those, especially when you're building Legos. Um, I used to have, as a child, uh, my brothers would throw Legos at me. So, you know, whenever I hear the word Legos, but, you know, there, we always have obstacles in the way and that's part of the journey. Carol, so what do you think? I know you want to say something as well.
0: There you go. Uh, yes, actually, by the person, my appointment is uh, just about ready for me. But what I was going to say to 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 that is that is a paramount piece to the journey uh, is the steps that we get to take them because each step is a stepping toward a stepping stone towards that that end result. And so many times, it's very true that people want to rush the process, want to rush to get to the finish race and be first. And part of it is, well, you know what, the journey also, not only is it we're going after our vision and our goals, but there's a lot of lessons. There's a lot of things that we learn about ourselves, about people that we are surrounding ourselves with, and really kind of discerning, is this the path I want? So that's why the journey is supposed to be, I truly believe. I'm going to be, put, be putting myself on mute because I got to just chat with this woman real quick.
1: Okay, so which leads me into another question or a segue about your journey. It is all about the mindset. And obviously, as a mindset coach, you always have a call to action. So I would love for our viewers to hear at that moment for you in your journey when you decided to become a mindset coach. Like, what was that aha moment like?
2: Well, uh, well, first off, I, after I graduated college, I had no life experience whatsoever. I did not know what the heck I want to do with my life. I didn't know what to do. I had a family friend who was CEO of a, uh, of a bank. And he said, why don't, you, why don't I hire you and you become a mortgage loan officer? I'm 22, 23 years old at the time. I said, why not? I got nothing else. I'm going on. Let's go. So I get hired on. And I am not received well here. Uh, they, people are shunning me. I felt like I was back in middle school. I'm sitting alone at lunch. I didn't know what was going on. And I quickly realized what was going on. The reason why they were shunning me is because they knew I knew the CEO of the, of the bank and they knew I got the job because of my name, not because of my talents that I had. So their plan was they were gonna chew me up and spit me out because I had no business being there in the first place. So, I thought, well, you know what? I got to prove myself. So, I put my head down. I worked extremely hard. I didn't complain about the workload. I had a good attitude. And from afar, I was was viewing what the top loan officers did on a daily basis so I could uh, prepare myself. And I remember my first day where I thought I was ready to go out in the field and get loans for the first time. The, The CEO of the company stops me and goes, what are you doing? I go, well, I'm, I'm going to go out and get loans. I I'm ready to go. And he's like, no, 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 you are not ready. Let's get you a little more training and then we'll get you out in the field. And I'm like, no, 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 I got this. Let's go. I'm going. He's like, okay. So I go out and I fall on my face over and over again. I really wasn't ready. uh, uh I was getting beat up by the clients. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, But slowly but surely, after several months of trial and error, I started to realize value I could add to the client. So once I started doing that, I started to bring in loans and more loans and more loans. And then two years later, I became a top producer. And a lot of the people that didn't want to talk to me when I first got there were now coming to me with questions because they wanted to know how I was able to change things up so quickly. And for a long time, I really, really enjoyed the mortgage industry. Then 2008, 2009 hit and the economy just tanked. And I would get a job in the mortgage industry and the company would go belly up and I have to get another job and the company would go belly up and I have to do this several times. And I remember losing the luster of the industry. And I remember one of my last jobs that I had in the industry, they brought in this more motivational speaker to talk to our sales team and the guy blew me away. The guy was awesome and after the presentation i went to him to tell him how great of a job he did and he was so gracious he allowed me to pick his brain a little bit and he told me he started as a life coach i'm like life coach what in the heck is that and he explained to me what that was i'm like you know what maybe that's what i want to do maybe i want to do that so on my off time in the mortgage industry I started getting my coaching certificate. I started telling people that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a coach, wanted to be a life coach. and People were humoring humor, humor me saying, okay, life coach, go out and get loans, bud, whatever, do your thing. And then things started to get serious. I got my website, I got all my licensing, and I was going to do it on the side. And at the time the legal uh, department saw what I was doing. They're like, well, what is this? And I explained to them, I'm going to do this on the side. And they're like, this could be a conflict of interest. We're going to get back to you. And they got, they came back to me with this five page report on what I could and couldn't say. I'm like, there is no way I'm going to make any traction doing this. If I follow this to the team. So I thought, well, I'm going to have to make some changes if I really want to do this coaching thing. So for a year, I, I paid down my debts. I did everything necessary because I was going to start this new business. And I knew that I wasn't going to make ma- money right away. So I had to change all, the, all these things around. And I remember uh, quitting and everybody's like, what in the heck are you doing? You just made President's Club. Why would you just quit? You're a loan officer. This life coaching thing is nonsense. Why would the heck would you do something like this? I'm like I, I'm going for it. And for a while in coaching, I really wasn't making any traction and I thought maybe they were right. Maybe I needed to go back to the mortgage industry because nobody was trusting me and I was getting really frustrated. And then I started to think about the client and thinking about the client being vulnerable. And I thought, well, how do I expect these clients to be vulnerable with me if I'm not vulnerable with them? See, for the longest time, the story I told you about having cerebral palsy, I wanted to bury that story. I didn't want to tell anybody about that story. Because all through childhood, all I wanted to do was fit in. I didn't want to stand out at all. I just wanted to be one of the other kids. So the thought of bringing up cerebral palsy, I was almost in tears. I didn't want to talk about it. If, if I walked with a limp, I made up some excuse why I walked with a limp. It wasn't because cerebral palsy was a softball injury, or whatever was in my head, because I was just so embarrassed about it. But I thought the only way I'm going to be able to make traction and coaching is if I'm vulnerable. And so I started to talk about my story over and over again and people, and then things started to open up for me and I had clients that come up to me and go potential clients anyway, coming up to me and goes, you know, I don't have cerebral palsy, but I have this and I feel like you could help me because you understand the struggle and slowly, but surely because of doing this, I started getting clients, 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 clients. And that brings me to present day talking with you guys.
1: Yeah, and and I think that is so amazing in and of itself because people do relate when you're in a specific field to your story and how that developed from where that story began to your deciding to do this (laughs) and you're being inspired by that that coach that came to speak um, at your place of employment that time. So that is, wow. Like I still get the chills about your story. I think I I don't know. It's just it blows me away. Um, Cassou, you're back. Awesome.
0: I am back for a few minutes. I yeah, moved from one office to another, just getting uh, things all squared away with with the car. But you know, Paul, you are so inspirational. You add so much value and joy of really showing what the possibility is Mm -hmm. that can be. You know, when you embrace that energy, when you connect with people that really impact your life and take you in a direction that you might not have in the first place and kudos to your mom for her diligence. That's probably one of my favorite pieces to the story. Um, really not, not devaluing the importance of a mother's role in not only caring for her child, but really making sure that they, they can be all that they want to be. Uh, and fight for that person and fight for that child to, to make sure that you are well rounded individual, but at the same time, giving you teachable moments about commitment, about, you know, seeing things through to the end, and honoring that and I think that's a big piece to your story that I absolutely love.
2: I owe a lot to my mom. Um, if I wasn't, if, if my mom didn't do what she did, I wouldn't be talking to you guys right now. I'd be in a wheelchair somewhere and my life would be totally different. And I I can't say enough great things about my mom and teaching me. And she was instrumental with me on becoming a coach in the first place, because I remember talking to her in the early stages of why I wanted to do it. And, And she said, Oh, I can see the passion in your eyes, Paul you have to go for it. You will regret it if you don't. And she's like, well, what's the worst that could happen? What's the, if you don't, if you don't succeed as a coach, what's the worst thing that can happen? Up, you go back into the mortgage industry or you try something else. It's not going to, it's not going to be of the world. So why not go for it? The worst thing that could happen to you is you, you know, you get to a certain age and go, man, I wish I tried that. I wish I went for it. It's that regret. It's not what you tried, it's what you regret. And, that, and, and I, think that's, I think that's so important in life that we, that we really go after the things we wanna go after because I've, I've interviewed several people in their, in their 70s, 80s, and 90s. And the, the pattern I see with these people is, is they talk about what they, they could have done. They go, oh, I had an opportunity to invest in this. I had an opportunity to travel there. I had an opportunity to do this. That's what they talk about their regrets. They don't talk about anything else, but it's the regrets. And so I think that that's an important lesson for all of us. Like if we got something that we want to do, we have a goal, go for it. What is the worst thing that could happen? And if you really look at it, you really map it out. It's not that bad if things don't work out.
0: Exactly. And, and I, again, it goes back to that whole piece of you know really trusting your instincts and not letting your visions or dreams go to the graveyard. You know, if there's something that you've always wanted to try, wanted to do, wanted to take on, why not, instead of just kind of replaying in your mind, would have, could have, should have, just go out and do it. Not leave your dreams and visions in the, goal yard. Uh, the, the, goal, the, uh, the graveyard. Because at the end of the day, our legacy is how we imprint people, correct, right? Don't you agree? And when we imprint them, it's really coming from a passion and a place of inspiration that's all still with each and every each and every one of us absolutely love your your message Paul
1: yeah and it's amazing and I do have a question and it's a general kind of question you've achieved so much is there a particular goal or one thing that you're working on or maybe something that you want to do that you're working on
2: yeah, there's there's several things I'm working on, but the the if you, to answer your question as far as a goal is concerned is um, now that you know some of that COVID is kind of subsiding and things are kind of starting to go back to normal a little bit, I want to start getting back into the speaking speaking world and making speaking engagements. So that's my main focus right now is getting back into that that field of things. I'm working on that. I just uh, developed a uh, a Facebook group called rewrite your story where we bring people in and they and they we allow people a space to tell their story and we're there to inspire them and lift them up with no judgment so we started that rewrite your story and then I just developed a guide that I put on my website called action.coach on how you're able to rewrite your story and take control of your life and I talked about step by step on how I was able to do it on how you're able to do it and how to maximize your day so that's the things I'm working on right now
0: awesome stuff! wow that that is uh that's a plate full but you know what I have no doubt that you are gonna you're gonna do you're, you're already doing big things and you're already having your journey impact people in such a positive way that I got thinking a bunch about about some of our viewers and audience are going to be scratching their heads saying hmm, do I've got some goals and visions and do I want to rewrite more my story I love that Yes,
1: and um, our viewers, I will make sure that I put down your website information, but it is a call to action.coach where, and and as Paul said, he has many great, um, a lot of great information on there and obviously how you can contact him. Um, Paul, in closing, I know that we have many viewers out there, many listeners out there that just need to hear some positivity. Is there, is there a phrase or, or can you give maybe a couple tips on just little tidbits of things that they could do to improve their positivity?
2: Absolutely. And then one of the first things I want to say uh, is when you go after a goal or you have some big ambition for yourself, the first things first. You got to love who you are right this moment, not who you were in the past, not who you want to be in the future, but who you are right now, warts and all. you got to love who you are in the present day. That's huge. And the best way to start doing that is start thinking about what is going well in your life right now, that gratitude. It could be your great job, your great family, your great friends. It could be you had a crummy day yesterday, I'm alive and I get to do it again, whatever it is. Think about what is going well in your life right now, because our mind goes to what we're thinking about. How many times when you buy a car, right, and you drive that car around and all of a sudden you see that car all over the place, your mind's looking out for it. It's the same thing with a positive and negative mindset whatever your mind's thinking about, you're going to, you're going to gravitate towards. So that's huge. And once you have that right mindset, then you're in the mood to go after your goals, because I don't know about you guys, but when I'm happy, I am more productive during the day. Mm -hmm. I want to go after it. If I'm angry and sad, I'm not as productive so it, it's good it's it's important that we take care of ourselves first it's it's that old saying with the flight it's uh, flight attendant saying put your mask on first before you help everybody else and that is so true in life we got to make sure we're right before we start doing anything else or helping anybody else because you're we're just going to be in quicksand if we don't do that so uh, and the saying that i like to say is if you believe you will achieve Oh, I
0: love oh, that! Absolutely, absolutely love that. And there's there's so much truth to that. And I think part of it is people just have to uh, really pat themselves on the back for letting even just the smallest tidbits of getting closer to that journey and, and rewriting that that story is embracing it and giving yourself a pat on the back and saying, "Good job, I did it. I achieved it. I you know." And taking them into small sections because all these steps are leading that person to a greater goal, a greater good, a greater cause and a greater way to impact everyone. Don't you think, Jan?
1: Oh my gosh, it it is so true. And if you believe you will achieve, you heard that from our amazing guest, Paul. Um, My gosh, we have to have you back on again. There's no doubt you are going to be one of our regulars. We wanna thank you so much for um, coming on with us again today. Um, shared such great insight, positive, negative mindset, love who you are at this moment. Um, (laughs) So many other great tips. Ooh, we covered such a lot of information. And we hope that for our viewers and listeners, if you are struggling, reach out to Paul. He will give you your call to action. My name is Janice Malolo a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0, and I am
0: with two... Sisters, so and this is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Naughty Boss, live from not even knowing where I am, what town I am at the moment, just getting a car serviced. One of those things you gotta do. I can't stand doing it, but it's all right. I got a loaner, so I'm not gonna impede my, uh, getting my errands done, getting things, impacting people, spreading joy. Remember, today is Wealth Wellness Wednesday. Are you having that great relationship and understanding the value of money? The more that you can have, the more that you can impact others. And don't forget, Wealth Wellness Web Day also includes sharing a financial exchange with someone that you don't know. Mm -hmm. Cheer up somebody and let the triple flow down so other people are spreading kindness and gratitude. With that, we thank our audience. We thank Paul. And we will see you Mm -hmm. tomorrow for Two Sisters Trending Thursday. You have a great day, everyone. Thank you, Paul. Goodbye, everyone.
2: Thank you.